this is my company. I'm doing the due diligence for you. This is what we're lacking, and this is why I need your help. Um, so that was, that was that's incredible like information. If you can have the confidence to go into an investor meeting and say, these are my flaws, and this is why you should maybe not consider using me, their whole perspective can change. This is Entrepreneurs The Playbook, where each week I bring you some of the greatest athletes, celebrities, and entrepreneurs to talk about their personal and professional playbook to success. I have a special guest, and when I think of Maria Sharapova, I think of the spirit of excellence. And oh, I, thank you. I'm blessed, uh, you know, I ran one of the most notable sports agencies, and I'm blessed to market the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And my favorite part is that I get to be around exceptional people. and. Although being a sports fan and playing sports in college growing up, I'm more interested in how the character mm -hmm. carries over, especially into business, because right. what most people don't know, I would say doctors, my oldest brother is a doctor. They're horrible business people because they're well-trained. <laughs> Nobody's exactly. more well-trained than a tennis player. Or an athlete in general. In general, but yeah. I mean, tennis is a, is a well, I think it's training. an individual beast, right? Because yeah. you're, it's just you, like you form a team and um, all parallels to business. Like you form a team to get you the best possible um, information and knowledge and, and a wealth of knowledge. Like, yes, you are the commander and the chief of everything that you produce, but it is the people that you also have to rely on in order to get you to the top. And that's, that's something that's like just value right there is you can't know it all. And you have to be um, you have to be a sponge and learning and being curious um, and you get that from being an athlete that's for sure. Yeah, and my business partner is Warren Moon, a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah. And what I when I chose the business partner to have, I needed to look for one thing, and I looked for radical humility mm -hmm. uh, because it's such a fierce combination to be like right. you, which right. I believe you're so humble, but you're a fierce competitor, right. so is Warren. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. And to have humility while, while being humble yeah. is very difficult. How do you reconcile those it's two? It's a thin line. It really is because when you're on the court, you're so determined and you have to have so much grit and, um, and it's all based on performance, but it's very much of it is based on your mind and like how you... There's so many ups and downs in, in an athletic battle. Like no matter if it's football, no matter if it's tennis, you know, as a team collectively, like you have to figure it out. As an individual, it's all up to you out there. Um, and I, I love that process because at the end of it, it's not about how well you played throughout the whole event. It's not how well you performed as a company through the whole year, but how did you get over, you know, the tough moments? How did you, you know, lose a break in an important serving for the match? How did you lose that game? and it's 5-4, them serving now to get back to 5-5, five, five, how do you break them? So I think it's those moments, and, and those moments like transition into life. And the way that you're able to transition like the learnings of being an athlete into business, um, into relationships, um, into your own like self, wealth knowledge about your body, about taking care of yourself, about rest. I mean, in business, I don't know many people that sleep. Like in sport, if you don't sleep as an athlete, no go. You yeah. know, you're not there. Your mind shut down physically. You can't push yourself only to a certain limit. Um, but you have to be limitless. It's amazing because I think a lot of people don't realize that our mind is a muscle. And I mentor a lot of different entrepreneurs. And I talk about, you know, you spend about a third of your life sleeping. Why don't you study rest? And coming mm -hmm. from that athletic background, but the humility that I like most about you, you have this spirit of excellence in the performance side but you also have a thirst uh, of humility to ask for help. 
Right. Uh, you went to Harvard, if I'm not yeah. uh, right, the leadership program there. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, what a cool thing is, you interned for Adam Silver. Yeah, that was fun. It, and yeah. like most, I admire him a lot. It's amazing though, yeah. because most, I, and I get to work with athletes, and I'm humbled by it. And I love the fact that they realize that what I know about business, I've been trained in business since law school, right. and all the ups and downs there. They respect that, the good ones. Right. Um, for for you though, what is most incredible is you created and are working with NABO, which yeah. is National Association of business Women Business, business Owners. Yeah. And I work with Entrepreneur as well. And right. we have Entrepreneur's Women, and we wanted to do a feature on you and exclusively. But you picked seven mentees yes. that are here. They at, are. At, they're, they're all here. And we all met together at the same time for the first time. And um, part of it was this theory that I wish six, seven years ago when I had started my own candy brand, Sugar Pova, that I had someone that had experience, not necessarily in the confectionery business, but some sort of female expertise that would help me. And I didn't. And I realized I mean, so many of these women have incredible ideas, have passion, have grit, but don't have the platform to use their voice. Um, and one of the biggest gifts, I mean, if any, that I can provide for them is to give them my platform and for them to use it and establish themselves off of that. Um, they're incredibly talented. I mean, I just had lunch with them um, for close to two hours, and that's one of the reasons we pushed back our interview today um, is because I was just listening to all their stories, all their struggles, all their success, and I was like, I'm, I'm not leaving in the middle of this. Like, this is fascinating. Um, and the best part of the program, they said, is having each other, like having all of them. They get together maybe once a month. All of them, they're in all different parts of the country. Um, one is in construction. One has a paraffin glove company. Um, one has a home fragrance decor company. Um, one has a, a digital agency content provider. So all over the board. That's and awesome. for them to like come in collectively and be like, oh, I have this contact. This is what I did at that trade show. Um, these are the details. This is what you should do next time. Here's my contact at Oprah Mag. I mean, it is incredible. And the value that I, in those two hours, like no one will know about that lunch, you know, but the fact that they com they can come out of that room and be like, we just learned something and we got out like that we were with Maria and, um, and to give them confidence, you know, the confidence that they have this platform and that they, they should use their voice. And I think that's important. I have three teenage daughters. And wow. They're, they're yeah, 19, 17, and 14. How does all that very work out? They're beautiful. Oh, right. I'm lucky to get to They're, tough. They have to they're be very tough, right? tough. In fact, they're jealous of me because two of their business idols, they're very entrepreneurial, okay. are you and Danica Patrick, who's Amazing. also a close friend. Yeah. And they were dying to come, but obviously their school. Right. And the weather Priorities. was bad. But right. exactly. Um, but it's interesting because I said, well, you know, it's great. I want you to meet them, but you know they're not huge sports fans. Right. They're gymnasts and right. and cheerleaders and right. athletic, but not competitive right. uh, tennis players of world class. Yeah. But what they're most interested, I said, why can't I give you? Because they never asked me business advice. Right. I run multi Samsung's first phone division. Lee Stein. I go. What, what about me? And they literally looked at me and said, Yeah, but you're, you're not dad. a dad. Right. And you're not a woman. I said. I don't understand, and they said that's why. Right. And there's not many truth. women. There's so much truth to that. And and I I'm I sit on the transformational leadership council with Cynthia Kersey, who's one of my mentors. And she I grew up with five boys and a girl, and she keeps telling me there is a difference to be successful and to communicate with your daughters. Please give them advice, but you are their dad, and they won't listen. But moreover, you need to expose them to more successful women, people with spirit of excellence. What advice? 
uh, did you give in in that mentee meeting mm. or would you give to my teenage daughters? When you say like you need a voice, it's hard for me to reconcile that because right. I'm a man, right? I've been given a lot of right. advantages. What, what do you mean by that or what advice would you give them? Um, I'd say, look, I think when you're starting out, you feel that you have to know everything and that you have to be an expert in every single field. And what I like about the idea of being an outsider to something and challenging Say I came into the confectionery business just by being a tennis player, like not knowing anything. But I would sit in meetings with people that that's all they knew. And I challenged their ideas because my vision was so different and didn't, I wasn't in it 24-7. I wasn't in their business. So whatever they said, I was able to have my own perspective. And it's a stranger's perspective. And for them, I was like, oh, that's, that's kind of, the, that's a fresh idea. That's a different angle. Okay, this might not work. You don't know, like, the details of that. But this, oh, actually, no, it will. So having, don't be scared to come in, like, almost cold turkey. Because yeah. there's, there's a lot of positives to that. Um, I'd say when you're pitching an idea, um, it was an advice that I got from Adam Grant. Um, he said when you're pitching um, to an investor, you start with, reasons why you wouldn't pit, why you wouldn't invest in my company i completely agree because it breaks the boundaries of you know there's when you go into a business meeting it is stiff and uptight and you know everyone knows you're trying to like out deal one another when you start with that all you're going to get is laughter you've like set the rules here like this is this is my company i'm doing the due diligence for you this is what we're lacking and this is why i need your help um so that was that was, that's incredible like information. If you can have the confidence to go into an investor meeting and say, these are my flaws, and this is why you should maybe not consider using me, their whole perspective can change. Yeah, I love that illumination of the weaknesses. Yeah. One of the interesting things, I've dealt with a lot of athletes in investing. How do you deal with the investors when they say, well, why don't you just fund it yourself? You're Maria Sharapova. You can afford it. And, and it's always a challenge yeah. for investors, I mean, for great athletes. Right. They always have that perception, why don't you just do it yourself? Um, because there's so, many, there's so many things that go into it that it's not, just, it's not just an idea. It takes like power. You know, it takes actual physical power and calls, contacts. I mean, there's so many, whether you're in production, um, content, it takes a village. And I'm always, I mean, I'm, the things that I've invested in it, obviously, it's either like a UFC opportunity. I mean, I'm no, I'm no, I'm not like a huge fan, but I just see potential in it. I see where they are, and I see the growth that they have an opportunity. Just Asia alone, they haven't even touched that market. To me, that's, it's like okay, I'm willing to put my money on the line to see this avenue grow in a different part of the world, from TV rights to, I mean, they haven't even touched the surface of what they can get done. Right. Um, that I don't need to be an avid fan in order to realize that. I just need to be a little bit smarter than maybe other people. Um, Supergroup, for example, is another great example, and it's a sun, sun protection brand. I've used the product for years, bought it at Sephora myself, um, okay. ran into the founder, Holly, um, who was so passionate about the product, and for years, sun protection is her core mission. There's no other products in the line. There's only SPF in the product. It is summer, it is winter, um, it is a skin protection, and it's battling skin cancer. So I think you know, those, the, the na it has to make sense. It has to be a natural understanding, whether it's a business opportunity or if you're actually going to be involved and it's like an, an, a real equity play that you're behind the brand and you're, you're either you're the face of it or you're talking about it. It has to be a fit, a connection that you, that's authentic. You know, there's so much on, a, on a authenticity that you see these days that 
you can, there's so much rubble, there's so much content. Um, people are getting smarter. They understand what's real and what's not. Yeah, especially with social media yeah. and as you build Definitely. that. Now, one of the things that I noticed is you're a person that's more interested than interesting. Although you can be very interesting. Yeah. There's a lot of things about well, you. Well, you have to be interested in, to, in order to be interesting. And to learn, right? Yeah. And But you've dealt with so many brands over your professional career. But it seems to me that you've really absorbed a lot of learning while you were dealing with those brands. It looks like to me Definitely. you're observing how, what are some of the lessons, even while you were playing, that you noticed with the brands that now have helped you off the court with the different investments that you make, and of course, right. Sugar Pova, because you've watched as a customer and as an endorser yeah. that side of the business. Knowledge is priceless. I think knowledge that, you know, there's, I'm very much a homebody, so I, I do my job, I train. Um, I get home, I'm just physically like, I, I don't have like the means to go out and, and about and be social. But there are certainly a place and time for it. And I think it's, it's important to get yourself out, of, out and about because it, it sh you show up. Like you have to show up, you have to meet people, you don't know where that takes you. I, don't, I can tell you so many examples of evenings where I didn't necessarily want to be there. It was the last thing on my mind after a long day of practice. Happened to come to happened to run by an author um, who's handed me a book. There was some valuable, I mean, smallest things, like most valuable information that I'd read in a certain paragraphs that took me to another connection and then led to something bigger. Um, so get out, you know, get out, learn. Um, you don't know where it's going to come from. It can come from the most random avenues, but it does. Uh, in a spiritual sense, you know, it sounds like you have a sense of allowance and attraction. Is there any sort of spiritual philosophies that you have that have helped you in business as well as on the court? Um, I guess there is. I, I mean, I don't like meditate too mm -hmm. much. Um, I had a lot of injuries earlier this year, so I started doing TM. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's, of course, it's time-consuming. Like, that's a job. Like, yeah. if you want to be a pro at it, like 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes in the evening, I don't always have the capacity for it um, or necessarily the patience, but I know its value. Um, and that... I think at the core of that, like you can be spiritual in, in whichever in whichever way, whether it's meditation, whether it's praying, whether it's it's whichever avenue that you choose to take. But at the end of it, it's like being within yourself, because at the core of everything that you do is is a person, is a human, and we have feelings. We go through emotions and hormones and <laughs> and all those things, and we have to like self reflect. Like, this is how I feel today, right. and this is what I'm going to do about it. And not only rely on, on outsources, but really be your best friend. Really be that person, like, your biggest critic and, and your biggest fan. I tell my girls, learn to love you, right? That's self, self-awareness self. and self-love. Yeah. Um, Sugar Pova is extreme success, right? Again, the spirit of excellence. And, you know, I'm, I'm a real critic when it comes to businesses. I look at... The, the user interface, even on a, a CPG product, and I watch the packaging and the quality the and how, yeah. you know, where, and you're everywhere with it, and it's a multi million dollar business. What is the biggest similarity between being an entrepreneur and playing a sport at mm. its top level? Competitiveness. I mean, I want to win, and I want my product to be um, in as many different avenues um, as possible. I started with the, with the idea that my product would be premium in the way that it looked and the way that it tasted in the last six years. Um, gummies in general have shifted in a sense where a customer looks for the quality and the health aspect of a gummy rather than the look and feel of something. Um, and you have to work with the shift of that. 
um, which we definitely have. And actually next year, all of our gummies are going to be um, all natural. Um, so it's like adjusting to those things and being part of a, an industry that's unknown to me, but that I, that I love very much. Was it difficult? You know, one thing about individual sports that in the end, you know, if you fall, you fall. If you hit it, right, it's all on your shoulders. Yeah, but in a business, yeah. you have to rely so heavily on so many other people. Yeah, um, but still be a leader. Mm. Was that difficult for you to make that transition? Well, I think it's, it's uh, like a lot of it is the trust aspect, right, of trusting the, the people that are around you and putting your goals into their hands. And that's that applies to me every day because my main goal in my career at the moment is my professional tennis career. And so a lot of the business decisions that are made on Sugar Pova, um, I have to rely on other people to do it. I'm not going to make that decision in the middle of the U.S. Open. Right. Um, <laughs> so that just takes a lot of trust, and that takes and trust takes time to build. And it's a, it's a duty on its own, but it's valuable. Like it's worth investing in. And when you're done playing and you can focus fully on family, future, whatever it is, are you going to continue the entrepreneurial side? Uh, do you see yourself moving in a different direction? Or where's that passion, do you think, for the future? Um, I don't know. I, I mean, my, my mother had me when she was very young, and we've become, I mean, we're best friends. And awesome. um, I think there's definitely, there's something very special like, to pass on the knowledge of your life um, your education, your experiences, and to pass it on to another human being. Like that to me is, is an incredible idea. Um, it's tough to do when you're an athlete, especially in the, in the midst of it, but it's certainly a, a goal of mine in the future. All right, last question. I'm yes. so grateful. This has been, oh, no, like I said, the spirit of X, I got a new Hall of Famer for me. <laughs> um, so as I told you, I have three daughters. Yes. And 19, 17, and 14. What advice, since they can't be here, and now they can watch this. But yeah, if they were sitting here and I said, these are my daughters, they love you, they adore you, but they want to know business advice, yeah. what's the one thing that you would tell them to do at their age? So I think there's this thing that we all say to ourselves, like do something that makes us happy. Um, very important. But you have to realize that what makes you happy also takes a lot of sacrifice. And that sacrifice just takes discipline. Um, you have to be so disciplined um, you know, to achieve incredible things. And that can be, your goal can be to be on top of the world in, um, in football and in tennis and any other sport. It can be in business, but it takes work. It's, um, and that realization, putting your foot down and being like, I'm going to skip this and I'm going to skip a sleepover and I'm going to skip this holiday because it's going to be worth it one day is a very powerful, um, it's powerful to be able to do that because you're doing it for yourself and your ideas um, and your future. It's funny because I teach my girls laws of attraction and laws of the universe, but also the law of Goya, mm -hmm. which is get off your ass. Yeah. Uh, now, I will tell you that I this woman that. cannot be bought because I, <laughs> I asked her to tell my girls, listen to your father is the advice that I, but it, she couldn't be bought. I'm I sorry, girls. It sounds so spiritual, <laughs> but it's like, it's to the point. <laughs> exactly. But anyway, it's a pleasure having you, you on Entrepreneur's Book Playbook. And Thank we you. only wish you the best of success in anything Appreciate I can do it. to be of service. Absolutely. Fantastic. You're a great mentor and mentee, and I love your spirit of excellence. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you so that. much. Thanks. What a pleasure. <laughs> this is Dave Meltzer with Entrepreneur's The Playbook.